All right, folks, this is Jack Newtown here, and we are on the Anchor broadcast, and I know it's not the best quality because I do not have any power, I have no electricity, so right now we are having to deal with this, we're just going to have to improvise with this setup for now. Um, Hopefully, power is restored by the end of the day. It will be wonderful. It will be great. It will be awesome that if power was restored by the uh, end of the day. But we shall see. But I, I want to talk about something. And I, I know if y'all have been, been, I've been out of action, missing in action. We went through a hurricane. Hurricane Laura came in through Arkansas. We got hit, uh, some damage. Uh, I'm looking at a, a hotel right across from parking lot that is damaged. Uh, it's torn up. Uh, roof is probably half blown off. There's limbs and trees everywhere. So there's a lot of damage uh, in regards to uh, what's happening. Hopefully the tree don't fall on me. Might have to back it somewhere else, but. In regards to that, I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, I'm not, you know, in in imminent danger, as they call it. Uh, I'm, I'm in no no kind of danger. I'm unharmed, so not injured. So thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord that you know uh, I was able to survive and not get my ass handed to me. Um, and it could have happened. It could have happened, but the Lord, I guess he felt favor on me to spare my black ass. And, you know, even though I have no lights, I can't really get upset with that. So, okay, look over here. She's walking nice. Uh, maybe I'll walk with her. But, <laughs> but yes, um, like I said, everything's okay. I know I'm harmed. Uh, after this, I'll probably go to the gym and, and, and do some uh, walking, uh, just to get the blood flowing, do some treadmill, just kind of get my mind at ease. You know, my mind is a little bit at ease, actually. Um, but I want to talk about the whole situation with this uh, Rittenhouse kid as well as the, the two so-called victims into this uh, shooting that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the whole Jacob Blake situation. I want to put I want to put positive, and I want to put everything in perspective, and I want to bring out the hardcore truth. Um, because I see a lot of disinformation. I see a lot of people going back and forth on Facebook. I see a lot of people go back and forth on YouTube. A lot of people going back and forth. People so-called losing their religion, which, I mean, if you talk about you about to lose your religion, you never had religion in the first place. And I don't see why people driving around in vehicles with masks on. That doesn't make any sense, but whatever. You know, it is what it is. Some people feel like that way. I want to bring out both sides the truth. I don't want to sit up there and be one-sided like a lot of people have become. Later on, I'll talk about chat with Bozeman. Um, again, I have no power, so I, I can't put up a, put up videos or sort to honor this brother. Uh, I love chat with Bozeman. He's a great actor. Um, Denzel Washington believed in him. Believe it or not, it was Denzel Washington that believed in chat with Bozeman. Um, he just he he was taken away from us uh, at an early kind of like Kobe Kobe you know Kobe was taken away early. Um, now you have uh, Bozeman that's uh, taken away from us early as well. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll go into another time. Now the seventeen-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's start with him. One, he's 17 years old. Number two, 
it is illegal in all states for someone under 18, under 18, to possess or own a firearm. You have to be 18 and up. Now, you have to be 21 and over to own a handgun. You have to be 18 and up to own a rifle, legally, carry a rifle. And this was not like a hunting rifle. This was not a hunting rifle. This was an assault rifle. This is an uh, armor tile uh, 15. People don't know what AR means. They, they think it means automatic rifle. No, no, no. does not mean uh, assault rifle. AR does not mean assault rifle. Mm -mm. Uh, AR means armor tie 15. Armor tie is, a, is actually a company that invented the AR-15. Um, and they licensed their design as well as their uh, technology to other gun manufacturers. It's Armatite. It's an Armatite 15. It's not assault rifle. It does not mean assault rifle 15. No. It means Armatite. And he was in illegal possession of a firearm, especially an Armatite 15. And he crossed state lines and his mother drove, allegedly drove him there, which is like 10 miles away from Kenosha, where he lives, to, I guess, help with the cleanup, I guess, help with the, because there was pictures of him doing the cleanup earlier. Now, I have no problem with Kyle Rittenhouse helping with the cleanup crew. There's no problem with that. The problem I have with Kyle Rittenhouse is him having an Armatite 15, which you are in legal possession of it because you're on age. Now, let's let's stop the bullshit about, well, da, da, da. let's cut that out. Let's look at the legal aspects of it. Let's look at the legal aspects of it. You do not have any reason to carry an Armatai 15. You have no reason. Zero. None. Whatsoever. Zippo. Nada. You don't have any right because you're not of reach of that certain age. Now if you was 18, then fine. Yes, you would have been within your legal right. And you don't need a permit to carry a rifle across state lines. In most, in most states, you don't. Now, a handgun, a concealed weapon, yes, you do. But a rifle, no. There's, there's, there's not any what's called restrictions on carrying a, you know, a non-concealed weapon across state line. I mean, I could cross state line with a rifle in to Louisiana. But now I have to have a permit to carry a weapon in Louisiana if it's concealed. And you cross state lines. Now the cleanup part, okay, I respect that. You're you're doing work for you're doing work. You're helping the stores, and that's good. The problem is you you have an AR-15 on you, which is a no-no. Now if you was there to support the people that are protecting the stores that's fine but you're 17 you should not have a rifle on you and this is the mistake you made and now he's going to go to prison i mean there is there's no if ands there's no way of getting out of this one he's going to be locked up for a long time now would it be triple life or whatever the death no absolutely not because what Kyle Rittenhouse committed was negligent homicide. It's not murder. It was not murder. It was negligent homicide. That's what he committed. Negligent homicide. He did not commit murder. And that's the problem we have now. The disinformation people on both sides. Because you got both sides that are spreading massive disinformation. Just like they claim Jacob Blake uh, was charged with uh, child rape which is not true at all. It's, I'll, I'll get to that later. But Rittenhouse 
was carrying an illegal firearm at 17. Now, if he was 18, then it would have been different. Okay. You carried a firearm at 18. No, 17. You messed up right there. So you already in trouble for that. Two, you end up shooting and killing two people and injuring one. I saw the tape, and of course, for those who listen to Jack Newtown, who've been followers of Jack Newtown, saw what happened as far as the the shooting. And you saw the guy was the kid was being chased down because he did say, "I just I just killed somebody." So he fessed up. He said, "Yeah, I just killed somebody because I, there was some there was a fight going on, and somebody got shot, and he ran to the police, were to the nearest police area at to let them know that yeah, I just killed somebody." So he's in panic mode. So he's running, and in my line of work, in in, in the way we do things, in my line of work. And what they taught us is that we're not supposed to approach anybody with a rifle or a gun. We're supposed to get away from them. The only time we fight against somebody with a weapon is when we it's in close proximity, mm-hmm. which means you're in closed space. Like you're in an enclosed space or you're in a desk or you're in an office or you're in that sort. Yes, then you fight for your life. But none of those people, I wouldn't even consider protests, let's be honest, rioters and looters, were not in any imminent danger with Rittenhouse running uh, away from the scene and running towards the police to inform them what he has done. Because that was that's exactly what was happening. And I can see if he was running up on people trying to shoot them, then that's a different story. Then, yes, okay, you you get the hell away or try to, you know, defend yourself. But no one was not in imminent danger of Rittenhouse. People should have just cleared the way and let him go to the police. But he shouldn't have been there either in the first place. And so he runs and there's people say get him get him and so they attack him he fell to the ground he rolled somebody tried to kick him in the head he fired a shot i think he hit the guy's foot or something the the black guy he he i don't know why he was there in the first place but you know whatever he got hit uh somewhere because he was hobbling and then the other one tried to get him with the skateboard try to take his weapon He got shot and was killed in the process. That's one thing you just don't do. You don't try to take someone's armor type 15 weapon away from them, knowing that possibly you would get shot. And the third one had a handgun. He had the biscuit on him. He was running up on him, trying to get close to him and try to dome him. He tried to dome him. Kid swerved the gun around. Pow, popped his arm where the guy's handgun is at. And of course, the guy is legally right to carry a firearm. But then y'all talk about he got guns, but then this guy has a gun. So what is it? Do you want people to be armed in the protest or you want people not to be armed in the protest? You can't have it both ways. You can't sit up there and say, oh, we're going to stop this guy because he has a gun. But this guy has a gun, too. Correct. This guy, this guy also has a gun so you can't sit up there and carry favor for one without looking at the other now let's look at the victims uh, the so-called victims the Rosa Bond the other guys and I know it's their names their last name is just Yiddish Jewish etc and it's not to try to be biased enough like that. I'm just trying to bring up a perspective. Those guys who are the, what you call so-called protesters, those are agents. Those people are the same. They're, they're from the same generations as the time when Martin Luther King Jr. was, you know, and the blacks civil rights movement. 
you had agents, you know, people, agent provocateurs within the ranks, agents of chaos. And they usually are Jewish people. Now, again, this is not an, an indictment on Jewish people at all, because not all Jewish people engage in these type of activities. Uh, I think you got Jewish people who have been great contributors to this country, uh, who have done great things for this country. And then you got, you know, just like you have blacks who have contributed to great things. Of course, they rebuilt the damn country. But and then you got those who make things bad for everybody else. So, I mean, you have good and bad out of every race. But these are what you call agents, agents of chaos. Uh, they are there to spy and infiltrate. How do you think the Black Panther Party in the 60s and 70s got dismantled? Is because of these agents, like these two guys who happen to die. And yes, yes, it, they understand by going as an agent, by being a provocateur, that there is a chance that they may not survive uh, in the process. And they understand this. They understand this. These are not your just people who says, oh, I feel like blacks are being wrong. No, 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 no. It's deeper than that. Even in what God says in the, well, in the Bible, yeah, in the Bible, God even says that the, some of these people, their hearts is deep. Their intention is deep. And that's their intention is deep. And they are agents. These people are spies. They spy on blacks. They spy on prominent leaders like they did with King, like they did with Malcolm, like they did with uh, they found that Fred Hampton was a was a prominent leader, that he was going to bridge the people together, both black, white, all alike. Fred Hampton was probably one of the most effective speakers out of the Black Panther Party. The most effective one, because the difference was he wasn't radical. He wasn't like nutty. You know, he wasn't like kill whitey. He was like, you know, if you don't do A, B, and C, then we would have to do D, E, and F. That was him. He was able to bring people together for him to be such, such a young man. He was like 21, 22 years old. A young man. That was able to bring the people together. Unlike Bobby Seale. Well, Bobby Seale did, but, you know, not like the level Fred Hampton did. Or, and definitely not like Hugh Pugh Newton. Hugh Pugh Newton was hard charging. He was like, I'm killing every white motherfucker I see. That's Hugh Pugh Newton. Hugh Pugh Newton was like, cracker, die, cracker, die. You know, because he was he was a hard charger. Bobby Seale was kind of a little bit of the balance. You know, he, he kind of check him, but, you know, he still want to find a little reconciliation. But Hugh Pugh Newton was like, <laughs> no reconciliation. F y'all. Y'all got to die. You know, that's Huey P. News mentality. He's like, nah, -uh, fuck this. No, y'all, y'all going, you pigs going to take it. That's his, that was his mentality. But you needed that balance. You needed someone who had the calmness of Bobby Seale, the thought process of Bobby Seale, the calmness, the strong demeanor, the firm demeanor, the fair demeanor. And you got to have that aggressive nature of Huey P. Newton. To back it up, just in case if Bobby Seale's uh, demeanor did not work out for the people, then here comes Huey P. Newton with his. Hardcore. You know, it's kind of like Martin Luther King Jr., who had the demeanor, the balance, and then you had the heart charger, who was Malcolm X. Stan Lee, you know, Stan Lee, who recently, you know, died like last year or so. Stan Lee, you know, the guy who, the, the Jewish guy who created Marvel Comics. Very interesting about how he created the X-Men. The X-Men was based on civil rights. Professor Xavier was Martin Luther King Jr. Magneto was Malcolm X. Yes. Magneto was Malcolm X. That's, that's how Stan Lee made it. He made it to where you had the one that was trying to bring the humans and mutants together. Because the mutants were considered the blacks. The mutants were the blacks. And they were trying to bring reconciliation between humans and mutants. But Magneto, Malcolm says, no, we need to rule all, all of these people. We need to be rulership. We need to dominate them. And so 
you had agent provocateurs in the civil rights movement. You had agent provocateurs in the Black Panther Party movement. Ask David Horowitz. <coughs> Ask David Horowitz. Um, and you have other agents that are now coming in. Sean King is an agent. Yeah, I said it. Sean King is an agent. Sean King is an agent. Now, D. Ray McPherson, you know, he's, you know, he just, you know, he's, 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 I, I guess he's considered the fall guy, pretty much, of a lot of stuff. D. Ray McPherson. And it's nothing against the brother, but I, I do believe that he had some issues with Darren Seals. And Darren Seals ended up being assassinated. Now, I can't say Darren McPherson was the one that did it, but is there a possibility that he may have knowledge of what was going to transpire with Darren Seals? That's another question by itself and another time and another date. But Sean King is an agent. Yes, Sean King is an agent. How can you have somebody Caucasian that is running the Black Lives Matter organization? The three so-called black Latino women, those are figureheads. And actually, those three ladies are members of the Marx of, of, of the Marxist parties before the Black Lives Matter came in. If you check their background, see that's the problem we we have is that we do not do due diligence. And with the due diligence, you can look into their background and see that they were parts of, of Marxist organizations out there. They were part of, and they still are, uh, communist part Marxist organizations. Now, if you want to be a communist and Marxist, that's fine, whatever. But I'm just letting you know what you are supporting, what you're getting yourself into. And these people, when they are infiltrating into organizations, they understand, just like Doc Mar Perry, Ron O'Neill, they understand Elders Cleaver. They understand <laughs> that there's a chance that they can lose their life in the name of the agenda. They understand by going into these organizations, there's a 50-50 chance they can be outed and killed. There are people who went into the Black Panther organization, infiltrated. And, of course, some, most of them came out alive. Others died in the process because they were found out to, just like the CIA. CIA goes undercover. They go into another country. They go into an, another region. And they go in and they try to get uh, achieve information. And there is a chance that that agent can be killed can be tortured that's why they train the agents of enduring torture that's why they train them that's why they have what you call psychological training in the CIA manuals of how to deal with torture of how to deal with pain of how to deal with not uh, given information Yes. And they understand that if push comes to shove, they will have to commit seed coup. Now, of course, it's usually some cases it's a cyanide pill in the, uh, implanted into their tooth. In the back of their tooth that they have to, they have to crunch on uh, to induce... Uh, you know, to to induce a reaction, and this is exactly what these two, I guess they say, victims are. They were agents. 
they were there to provocateur an agenda. Because think about it. This all this is organized. All this is easy organized. And you gotta ask yourself, where are they getting this money? Well, a lot of it is from the billionaires, from the and, and it's not just George Soros. Let's not let's not put all the blame on George Soros. Let's not say it's George Soros alone. It is him, but there are other investors. Okay, you got your Jeff Bezos, you got your billionaires, you got your Bill Gates, you got your Warren Buffetts that also contribute to the BLM organization. So you got billionaires that are funneling money through other comp dummy companies, dummy corporations in order to finance the Black Lives Matter movement. And if you look at the Black Lives Matter who is the majority of the BLM? It's not blacks. It's not blacks. It is predominantly Caucasian people. It's predominantly Caucasian people that are running the BLM. They're running the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not the blacks back in the times when Trayvon Martin incident happened and the Michael Brown incident. It has evolved into a predominantly white communist Marxist organization they have totally infiltrated the organization and, and actually it was quite easy for them to do it now in the civil rights area it was kind of difficult for them because you know you had blacks that were like uh uh what you doing in here you know get up out of here you know we don't know what you're about we don't want outsiders and those whites who really were about about change like um, Jane Seabrin the French actress she financed the, uh, the Black Panther organization and the FBI had her killed uh, they were gang stalking her the FBI had her killed because she went up against the Illuminatus she went up against the Illuminatus She's an actress. She's a, a famed actress. And for her to be famous, and they and they smeared her to death. They smear campaign accusing her of having sex with the Black Panther Party, having the, them having running trains on her, or being pregnant with a Black Panther member, which none of it was true whatsoever. She has a, a, a fiance, etc. And she so-called killed herself, which I do believe she it was a result of gang stalking. The paparazzi. So you had few Caucasian people who actually really, really helped and really wanted blacks uh, to get the change needed. Uh, you look at the Civil War. Now, some, a lot of it primarily can be on the basis of productivity, power, control of power, of course. And it had to do with power because the South was outproducing the North. Because they still had slavery on the books in the South. Therefore, that's they fought for productivity. Now, some fought for that blacks should be subject, subjugated, but not all of them thought that way. The majority of them thought as far as for money and power. Money and the power. Money and the power. And they look at the bottom line. So those fighting for those big bucks. And of course, the Industrial Revolution kicked in. Now, let's, let's get back to this perspective. Now, those two victims. Now, I know people crying and rest in peace, etc. Look, I honestly, I can't feel for them. Because they were only doing their job as agents. Don't think for one minute 
you don't have agents in the ranks. You do. Just like when the protest started and then all of a sudden you start to see a whole pile of bricks next to a store. What do you think that that's doing? You, who do you think helped put that there? Them, the provocateurs, the ones who are Black Lives Matter, who are who are running, running and chanting, chanting with you, just like the girl who got ran over in Charlottesville. Don't think for one minute she was she was part of that too. Now I know it's it's far fetched. I know it's hard for you to think about that, but you have to understand a number of them, and I'm not saying every last. Caucasian person who is part of the BLM is an agent. I'm not saying every last one of them, but the majority of them are. The majority of them are agents. And you got some that are actually genuine people, just like that uh, that guy from Austin. I would say he's a genuine guy who was supported because he has, he has a black girlfriend who's in a wheelchair. And I can see him supporting because that's his girlfriend and it's regarding to her people so i can see him taking the initiative and saying i'm no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight with you i have no problem with that and i and and it was unfortunate that man died but you don't pull up a rifle up in somebody's face while they're in the car not knowing they, they can shoot you um and that's what happened Unfortunately, that's that's what happened, and uh, it, it shouldn't have never occurred. But the guy, they they're not going to arrest him because it was self-defense. It was when you when you run up someone's car and you raise your rifle and you point the gun at them, they have a right to defend themselves because they don't know what you're going to do. You, you you kill them or, or whatever. They just don't know. And I hate that that situation happened. I hate it for that situation to occur. I hate it for that situation that it went down the way it went. Should never happen. And the whole Rittenhouse thing, I do believe he should be charged with negligent homicide, not murder, but negligent homicide. He was negligible. He was underage. And it was illegal for him. So it's negligent homicide. When you when you break it down, it's pure negligent homicide. I know people are so quick to jump. Murder, 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 give it again. More murder, more murder, here again. No. It's negligent homicide. Total negligent homicide. And yes, he should do time in prison for what he done. Because he, he should not be... Now, if he was going to be there to clean up, that's fine. And go home, fine. But not be there to do grown man work when you're not old enough to do the grown man work. You just It just doesn't work that way. So yes, he should be charged and he should be found guilty. Um... Based on the evidence, based on um, the situation, and overall, he's underage. So there's no if, ands, or buts, or ways around it. You know, you are underage, and you're carrying a rifle, and you're underage. You just you should not have been there in the first place. Now, if you want to be there to help support, then yes good yes great I, I i respect that but to sit there and to be there illegally with a gun you're in the wrong you're in the dead wrong that's not right at all and should have been there and he's going to pay the price So we got Trump 2020, no more bullshit. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, I don't get offended by that. People get offended about the Trump 2020 flags. I, look, oh, that's a Confederate flag. I, look, whatever. Whatever. 
whatever. And and this is how the system gets us stirred up, gets us to fight each other, is they'll use things like that. Oh, he got a Trump 2020 this and that. Yeah, let's have a, a, a race war. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Hmm. Uh, don't fall for that. Now, as far as, as the whole Jacob Blake situation, as stated, evidence has came out and has so far proven and we don't need the fact checkers for this is that Blake did have a knife he did fight the police because people will question and say why didn't they use the taser why didn't they use other procedures before he before they shot him seven times actually they did the video showed that now the narrative the, the 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 false narrative was he was there to break up a fight. That was the narrative. He was there to break up a fight, and police came, end up attacking him instead of the people who were fighting. To me, that sounded like a red. That was a red flag at first. To me, that was a red flag from the beginning. From from the word go, that was a red flag. When I heard that narrative, that was a red flag for me. Bringing that good water. But that was a red flag. From the word go. And then I said, you know what, let's wait. And then come to find out, it was his ex, I guess, current or ex or child's mother that actually called the police on Blake because he was trespassing. Per se, of course. Per se, he was trespassing. And they, he was, well, I guess he was about to run, pretty much about to run away. And the police, of course, confronted him and questioned him and then a fight ensued, and then all the tasered and the fire came into place. Now, some people will say, "Well, he was just gonna leave, so they should have just let him leave." No, that's not how it, that's not how it works. When the law is called, they have to immediately address the issue. They can't sit up there and you just drive off. And say, well, don't worry about it. He's left. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Um, that's not how it goes. They have to address the matter to be assured that there is no issue, and that the law will also broken. So they can't just let someone go like that. No. And you have Jacob Blake. Who's already have, and let's be honest, now, this whole child pedophile thing is bullshit. That, that's not true. Uh, whoever came up with that was crossing records and not looking at the official records. But guess what? So did the other side. The other side was crossing Rittenhouse records and tried to say that he had a, a, a rap sheet. But the thing was, the kid's 17 damn years old. The person who is Kyle Rittenhouse was born in 1989. So how can he be 17 in 2020 when the person who they try to pull the record of and try to say it was a 17-year-old was born in 1989? They both have this. And, and there's two, peop, two, two people with the same first initial and last name. And then they try to say, well, yeah, this is him. But the thing was, he was born in 1989. This one is 17 years old. So that would be impossible. So that, that's another disinformation. Agents. Just like they was putting some disinformation about Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was not uh, accused of child rape or pedophile. Except now he was accused of child endangerment. Child endangerment does not mean he was dealing with unraised children. 
or rape or uh, pedophilia or whatever whatever you want to call it. No, no, not not at all whatsoever. That's not the case. But some people try to push that narrative, and again, that's a narrative that people should never push. I don't believe in pushing disinformation. I believe in pushing accuracy and truth. I don't believe in lying on somebody because uh, I'm in my feelings. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in having to lie on somebody or lie on someone's character just to make me feel good, just to make me feel like I'm right. don't have to do that and I think that's the problem we have today is that I'm all support of the youth and others in protesting I 100% believe in protesting I 100 I 150% believe in protesting but I also believe in effective protesting such as bringing out truth and not disinformation and not taking advantage of a situation uh, where people are actually fighting for causes that need to be addressed. Just like I'm support of the NBA players protesting and saying, well, we're not going to play until some changes get done. And I respect that, and I'm glad they are doing it. Um, but also, the fans have a right to say, well, I'm not going to watch the NBA. I'm not going to support it. Uh, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to cancel it. And they have a right to do so. You cannot expect everyone and try to force everyone to see what you see. Okay? Because there are those who just don't care. And they, they, they don't want to see it. And, and it doesn't matter what you do. They, they're not going to do it. So you can just forget about those people. Only go with the ones who want to know more. You deal with those. Not the ones who just like, you know, I don't want nothing to do with it. If they don't want nothing to do with it, they don't want nothing to do with it. That's on them. You can't force no one to see what you see. Just like I can't make no one see what I see. That's why I've not been vocal on Facebook or any social media is because there's things I see that has already been set up years ahead that has now came into fruition others can't see that because they can only see as far as they see the trees that's it they can't see past the trees because the trees is blocking their way and the trees is uh, disinformation media I mentioned this years ago about a race war, a race wide, a civil war that's going to erupt and they're going to use many instances and even sacrifice lives in order to create this uh, matter. And they're going to use certain entities in the government uh, positions to make it so. Look at the president, Donald Trump. Um, he is a fermenter. He ferments, he ferments a lot of hostility. Okay. He ferments a lot of hostility and Americans on each other. Instead of Americans fighting the good fight against enemies foreign, we're up there butting heads from each other, from domestically. We are domestically beating each other with the head instead of be beefing it out with the other, like Russia and China and those countries that have uh, the worst intentions of us. We're too busy fighting each other. We're too busy busting each other upside the head. We're too busy trying to outdo each other. And then Russia and China are going to turn, going to swoop on in. And they're going to use y'all to get at each other, not knowing at the same time that they're infiltrating to take you, take all you down. But I guess, again, people don't see that. I see that. That's why I don't get into it with these social media beasts with people. I don't get into the, these race talks with these people. Because it is, it is beyond their understanding. Now, what happened to Blake was excessive force. 
It doesn't take seven bullets to take down a man, especially a man that is slender. It doesn't take seven bullets to take down a man. It does not take seven bullets to take down a man. It doesn't. Does not take seven bullets. Man, people would say that, oh, they just pulled the gun. They just started shooting. They didn't even, actually they did uh, try to attempt it to restrain officers. Officers were not able to restrain him, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, but y'all question the excessive force when it comes to the chokehold. But then you say, oh, them cops can't even take down one guy. But then when they actually use the methods that was effective, then we have a problem. I don't know which way is up, which way is down. And so they did. He did fault the police and. They, on the tape, it did say, drop the knife. The officer did make a command to drop the knife. And then a, a woman in the neighborhood says, put it down, put it down. Now, some people say he was going into the vehicle to reach for a knife. Which, if he was, yeah, I think people... Think people in the same position, they see you reaching for a knife. Okay. Yeah. So it's a mess. I don't believe excessive force was necessary. But if he was reaching for a knife, was it necessary? If he went in there, lunged in, and there was a knife on the floorboard, and he's ready to grab it, and you're the officer, and you have the gun, what would you have done? You got to look at all aspects. I'm looking at the victim standpoint, Jacob Blake. I'm looking at the officer standpoint. Blake should have never been there in the first place. It's called trespassing. July 6, 2020, you got a charge of third degree sexual assault or AKA rape. Now, people are trying to tie it up with a child. That's not true. He did not have no rape with no child whatsoever. If he did, it, it, I really will, will let it off on him. But no, it was an assault on a adult woman. Does he have a criminal history? Yes, he does. But we should not justify it by him getting shot seven times. That does not justify seven times because what the officers put out there and said what happened only thing the attorney said was it was overblown you know what that means what the DA in Wisconsin said is right about Jacob Blake because they never said anything him messing with no kids nothing like that they only only saw the charge he had in July 6 2020 in Kenosha Yes, in Kenosha. It's not another state. Same city. Same state. And the attorney for the family said it was overblown. Overblown means, yes, it's true, but you're fluffing it a little bit. Everything you said is true, but you're fluffing it a little bit. You're, 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 you're making it bigger than what it is, but it's true. The information is true. Why can't we all look at that as well? 
And this is the reason why we fell out of favor with God for a long for a time. Now, of course, eventually he made a promise to us. We fell out of favor for God because we don't have what you call that logical balance. Pontius Pilate was corrupt. Governor Pontius Pilate was corrupt, but he was fair. He was corrupt, but he was fair. Yes, he was corrupt, but he was fair. Because he gave Jesus an opportunity. And Pontius Pilate says, I cannot do anything with this man. I find no fault in him. He has not done. He has not committed a crime. And Pontius was letting him go. Let Jesus go. Even though Pontius was corrupt, was, you know, bad news, but he was fair. He could not do anything to Jesus until the people threatened him with Caesar. And he had no choice but to do the will of the people. Pontius did not want to do it, but he only did the will of the people. Even though he was corrupt, but he was fair. And I personally believe this whole Kenosha situation is one precursor to a civil war. And I'm going to warn you, the blacks particularly. Black militia groups. Do not put yourself in that situation. Just because you got some guns does not mean you're going to win. Does not mean they're going to be scared of you. Now, do I believe in self-defense? Yes. Now, if they attack you, you defend yourself, fine. But don't go out there looking for a fight or looking for war because you will lose. I believe in the protesting, but I don't believe in pushing an agenda that has nothing to do with the protest, the initial protestation. Again, I believe in protest. I support the protesting as far as standing up for what you believe in. But that does not mean I support Black Lives Matter as an organization. I do not support them as an organization. I support people protesting for what they believe in. But I do not support the organization Black Lives Matter because they have a different agenda from what the actual protesting is truly about and even the black community activists knows this and they're starting to speak out about it and unfortunately the media is censoring these concerns from black leaders both male and female but this is Jack Newtown uh, hopefully the power comes back on and again email me at jackradioshow number one at gmail.com got questions comments concerns you want to donate cash out dollar sign csn uh, 46 paypal.me slash 311 streamlabs.com slash hyperlink